You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Monday, March the 29th. Of 2021. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, and your host for the show today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode that is brought to you by Built Bar. Be sure to head over to builtbar.com and enter the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. And I'll be sure to tell you about who's going to who's in today's matchup for the Built Bar Madness coming up in a little while. Well, the roster is set of the 26 men that the Cardinals are going to hold on camp, and I think that the roster is really well done. Super, super exciting. Um, ML- opening day, MLB opening day is this week. How good is it to say that? And it's not something we've been able to say for a very long time. And against all odds, in my opinion, the uh, Major League Baseball season is starting on time. I thought for certain that we would have a delayed season, that we would not be able to go on March or excuse me, on April 1st. And who knows? It's not April 1st yet. A lot of things can happen. After all, April 1st is April Fool's Day. But nevertheless, as of right now, we are a go. Cardinals have 26 men on their roster, and we are going. Can't wait. Going to be super fun. So on the show today, we're going to break down the rosters, going to talk about the nightmare that was uh, the game yesterday. Holy cow, was that brutal. Talk a little bit about Matt Carpenter in an article about Zachary Silver wrote and also talking about the rotation and how I am super still, uh, nevertheless, still super excited for it. But we're going to start just by giving you a breakdown of the roster um, and then we'll, we'll go position by position. Uh, two catchers, Molina, Kisner. First baseman, the only one, you know, you have Paul Goldschmidt, you have Slash John Nagowski as well. Um, Tommy Edmond, your only full-time second baseman. Arnado, your third baseman. Shortstop is Paul DeYoung. Your outfield is pretty crowded, and I like it. You're going to have Nagowski, Dean, and Williams all kind of vie for that third spot. And I'll share a poll that I ran on the show's accounts um, and what you guys think who should be that that, uh, that third starter. Uh, the other two are going to be Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson. Um, so, yeah, Bader with, with that injury is projected to be out, I think it's four to six weeks still from this point. So that should be that should be interesting. And then the, the infield backup, if you will, are Carpenter and Edmundo Sosa. Uh, Pitching-wise, and I'll break down pitching in another, in another segment, but uh, starters, and this is a spoiler alert, starters and the rotation uh, order, Flaherty, Wainwright, Martinez, DeLeon, and Gant. Um, so KK Kim and Michaelis still on the shelf. KK pitched the other day, so I'll talk about him as well. And um, relievers are going to be Miller, Gallegos, Hicks, Reyes, Helsley, Webb, Cabrera, and Woodford. Uh, 13 and 13, I like it um, in terms of the, the roster breakdown. I think 13 is a good number to have on both sides, especially pitching, because you don't know how long your pitchers are going to be able to go, right? So I think it's important to have uh, 13 pitchers. I think usually even with 25-man roster, some guys would carry 13 pitchers and 11 position players. So definitely a smart idea, at least early in camp, to have 13 um, pitchers. So let, let, let's talk about the offense because the, the big guys that didn't make it or the um, yeah, the, 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 the big one that didn't make it really was Lane Thomas. He was optioned down um, and, and really in preference of um, – of Nagowski, and if you, if you look at you know the the stats, and again you can't read too much into stats, but 
Um, just for, for this sake of the argument, Thomas really beat out Nagowski, or N- Dean and Nagowski really beat out uh, Lane Thomas. Lane Thomas, you know, all of his um, numbers, 216 average, 250 on base, 270 slugging, not great where you have Austin Dean, 306, 354, 44, and you have Nagowski with his torrid spring, 355, 500, 548, and an OPS over 1,000. John Nagowski was one of four Cardinals to do that. Really the only one in any significant playing time. The other three were all 11 or fewer games. So Nagowski definitely earned this spot. And what Nagowski brings is outfield depth, yes, but also first base depth because you, you have Matt Carpenter who can play first base. I understand that. But if you're asking me right now after a 1-for-40 spring, who am I taking – um, Matt Carpenter or John Nagowski backing up first base. I'm taking John Nagowski, and I don't think it's even close because the other option, like I mentioned, was Mr. Matt Carpenter, and he was, I'm sorry, one for 36. One for 36 um, in, in 16 games, did score around that one hit, was a double, an RBI double. Um, struck out 13 times, not terrible, but there's little to no comparison if you're asking between Carpenter and Nagowski who gets the start when Goldie needs an off day. I think that this this offense can be really good still. I'm really excited. The opening day lineup is going to be interesting to see how they construct it. I'm imagining it's, go, it, it's going to be um, Edmund, Goldie, Arenado, DeYoung, O'Neal, Molina, Williams, um, Oh, I'm sorry, Carlson, Molina, Williams. Um, anyway, I'll go, I'll go to the lineup in a little bit. Never, uh, the full lineup in a little bit. Nevertheless, I thought that they made the right call in not bringing up Lane Thomas. This is nothing against Lane Thomas. I like Lane Thomas. I just think that you know when you have a spring training full of roster battles, you've got to go with who's the hottest. This is the same concept that I talked about when it's going to be who is going to hit behind Arenado. If, if you're going to have Arenado hit third and Goldie hit second, it's got to be the hottest bat. I think that the same logic applies here. You've got to have the hottest bat up in the lineup, or up on the roster, excuse me. And Lane Thomas just wasn't there. It wasn't it for him, and that's okay. Maybe guys just need more time. So, and if you're really going to treat it as a roster battle, treat it as a roster battle. Look at what you're getting in spring, not past project or past results or future projections. Is John Nagowski the permanent option as a corner and outfield spot in St. Louis? Probably not. He's having a really good spring. He's unfortunately stuck behind one of the best first basemen in the game. The old adage that John Mozeliak talks a lot about, if you're going to hit, you're going to play. And John Nagowski has hit, so he's going to get the opportunity to play. Period. And that's okay with me. Again, I don't think he's the long-term option in the outfit. I don't think anybody's saying that, but I'm, I'm saying just saying that for the point of fact. If you hit, you're going to play. And is this mindset consistent when you look at other guys who made the roster? Maybe not, but with, with this, the guys who hit in spring training, Austin Dean, John Nagowski, Justin Williams, got the spot over a guy who didn't really hit outside the first two weeks in Lane Thomas. And again, no disrespect to Lane Thomas. But the old adage, you hit and you're going to play, stayed true for John Nagowski. And I think that, that he was the right call-up. I think it would have been a mistake to have him not in the lineup, not on the roster. So before we move on to the... Um, to, to the, the pitching staff, let's look at what an opening day lineup might look like. And I think that this is going to be interesting because we've seen Goldie bat second a lot in spring. Um, and, you know, I, I've, I've voiced my concerns about it. I'm kind of o- kind of okay with it, if you will. Um, when you're looking at what Goldschmidt brings, I, I understand the logic. 
However, if he's going to be a thumper in your lineup, I'd rather him bat second. Um, I understand that. Um, I understand, or I'd rather him bat third. I understand the mindset of having him bat um, second. I like, I it makes sense to me. Um, but nevertheless, I just think that um, Goldie should bat third more often. But that that's just me. But um, but here, here's a lineup that, that's most likely going to be out there on opening day. And before I share that, let's share let's share the results of the poll uh, that was shared on Instagram and Twitter on LO underscore Cardinals um, of who should get the third outfield spot, whether it be um, Williams, Dean, or Nagowski. It's pretty much Dean. Um, a lot of people are talking um, about um, about that, but um, you know, it's almost um, for sure. But on Instagram, 39 voted Williams, six voted Dean, 18 voted Nagowski, and 10 of you voted just to see the results. So again, Justin Williams gets the win there on the Instagram poll. And as we move over to the Twitter poll now, again, both these on LO underscore Cardinals, we had 40 votes. 8% say Dean, 17 Nagowski, 75 say Williams. So Williams seems to be the guy that a lot of Cardinal fans want, and I agree. Um, so I think that the lineup is going to look like this. I think you're going to have Edmund at the top. You're going to have DeYoung. Or I'm sorry, DeYoung. Whoa. Edmund at the top, Goldie at sec, batting second, Arnado batting third. Probably to start... Uh, Probably Paul DeYoung batting cleanup. You could switch um, him and O'Neill, but probably DeYoung cleanup, Carlson fifth, O'Neill sixth, and again, those three can be interchanged. Molina seventh, Williams eighth, Flaherty nine. You could see O'Neill bat cleanup, DeYoung bat sixth, or bump Carlson down to six. I understand that. A couple different options there, uh, but that's um, for lack of a a better way to put it, that, that's going to be my lineup. So that, that's the offensive breakdown. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and then I'll go to the pitching breakdown. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over, but the NBA, college basketball, a la March Madness, and NHL are in full swing, and baseball is just a few days away. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need to know. It's the one place we trust, and it's free to sign up, and it's the best way to place your bets online. Head to the website or use your mobile device, betonline.ag is the website, to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And that code for the welcome bonus is locked on. Again, promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That right there, my friends, is free money. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We talked about the um, the offense a little bit. I'm going to move into some of the, the pitching conversation. And if you ever want um, more generic sports, you can head over to Locked On Today with the host Peter Bukowski. Uh, it's more of the sports news you need and less time on Locked On Today. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but we're going to stick to just Cardinal baseball here on this show because we all love the Cardinals, and that's what we're going to talk about. Um, Pitching-wise, before I get to the pitching, actually, Matt Carpenter, people say he should have been benched, should have been thrown away. Or not thrown away, should have been released, DFA'd, and there's definitely an argument for that. And I, I you know, I understand that. I definitely agree if this were just a plain roster battle, like I mentioned, um, then I, I definitely think that it, it could have been just... Um, um, an easy cut, but with, with that contract, it makes it hard. And we'll, we'll see if Carpenter is able to uh, um, 
yeah, if, if he's able to, to find it, if he's able to, to get a little bit back, I don't think he's going to go one for his 36 at-bats, one for his every 36 at-bats this season. And if he does, then the conversation needs to be had of what do we do with Carpenter because then a bench roll just doesn't cut it. Um, so I think that, um, yeah, he's going to have to be better than one for 36. I don't think that's a secret. Um, but I, I definitely think that... Um, he, he can do better, and I think he will do better. But let's get into the pitching breakdown. Like I mentioned in the last segment, um, the uh, order is going to be Flaherty, Wainwright, Martinez, DeLeon, and John Gant. Um, KK Kim and Michaelis are the two guys that are being uh, piggybacked right now, if you will. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that the rotation is, is strong. I really do. I understand that it's down Kim. I understand that it's down Michaelis, but I'm still super high on that rotation. I think that it's going to be really, really strong throughout the entire course of the year. And I understand that the pitching didn't really show up uh, yesterday. Libertor struggled here and there, although Jake Woodford looked really good, earned himself a spot. Hicks looked really good, um, and Parsons and Webb did not. And I understand I say a lot that I'm high on Webb. Webb didn't have it yesterday. There's Plain and simple, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But really impressed with everybody else. Um, you know, not really impressed with Laporte, but really impressed with Woodford and Hicks. And with him being on the roster, maybe he he's ready to be a closer quicker than we all thought. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, but w- with this rotation, it's going to be really interesting. And Wainwright is going to get, according to MLB.com, one last final tune-up today, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, the Cardinals play the Mets at, at uh, 12.05 Eastern. That's 11.05 uh, Central Time. It's Wainwright versus Taiwan Walker. Um, it is not on TV, but it is on the Cardinal Radio Network. Um, and I believe that that, yeah, that is the last tune-up that the Cardinals have before spring. Uh, before Thursday, rather. So this will be Wainwright's last start. Set him up for a start on Saturday, which is Game 2 for St. Louis against the Cincinnati Reds. Um, Saturday the 3rd, and that'll be really interesting to see. I think that it'll be really fun to see Wainwright, to see if he can continue to pitch like the Aegis Wonder, as Zachary Silver so elegantly puts it, um, that he has been. So I'm really excited for what uh, Wainwright can do, and I think that if Wainwright is able to to lead well and to be the leader that he is, then he could be really solid. And for, for Flaherty, you know, he still hasn't had a start this spring where he has put it, all together, looked like the Jack Flaherty of old, looked like the guy that the Cardinals need him to be in 2021. I understand that. His, his most recent start on March the 27th, which is going to be his last start, um, he was decently solid, three innings, three hits, an earned run, uh, four strikeouts. So that was probably the, I mean, the, the length of, of, of outing is probably the one thing that he wasn't able to put together in that, that outing. Um so that's you know, that's the only reason I say he's unable to put it all together. Um, but when you look at that that start, he he was able to to get to get a shutout or at least not give up an earned run. Excuse me, he gave him an unearned run in that start, um, and he was you know he only went through 55 pitches, so that was probably by design. But if Larry is able to to keep that momentum rolling and have a good start Thursday, set his season off in the right tone, then I'm super excited about that as well. And Ponce de Leon hasn't super impressed. John Gant has and. Carlos Martinez is a complete and utter wild card. And to me, I'm still betting on that wild card to be a positive. Call me crazy. I like what I've seen in certain starts this spring for Carlos. Um, you know, he had that six shutout, six inning shutout performance or six innings and in, in one run. I forget what it is. Um, you know, 
obviously his ERA is going to be bloated this spring, but you look at it, his his last start, he had six innings of shutout. It was a shutout game. Six innings shutout baseball. Love it. Um, his ERA is going to be bloated because of that first start when he gave up six earned in inning and two-thirds, and his second-to-last start when he gave up five earned in three innings. Um, cause for concern a little bit for me, um, even with that six-inning shutout. Um, you know, hit, Hitters hit 303 off of him during the spring training, um, so that's not good. We'll see if he can limit the hits, but again, I'm betting on Martinez to be positive. Call me crazy, but that's that's what I'm betting on. Um, so I think that Martinez can be extremely solid, and if he is, then that is huge for the starters. When you look at the bullpen, I was surprised Cody Whitley didn't make the cut. I think that he could be really good, but again, I don't know who I take off of this list because Woodford earned his spot. Gallegos struggled. Yes, Webb ended up struggling. Cabrera was hit or miss at times, but I'm betting on them long-term and long-term at least in terms of this season, <laughs> or um, longer than just spring training, if you will. So um, I don't know who I would take off. Let me know who you guys would take off of the relievers if you want to throw in Cody Whitley, but I do think Whitley does have a future uh, with St. Louis. But it'll be interesting to see if, if the Cardinals have a, have a closing opportunity on Thursday, who they throw out there as a closer. Is it going to be Gallegos? Is it going to be Reyes? Is it going to be Hicks? Because with Gallegos' struggles this spring and Hicks's emergence late in spring and Reyes's, for the most part, complete and utter, utter dominance, do you trust Gallegos? Again, I trust him long-term, but do you trust him to be the closer? So I'll, I'll share that poll on Twitter as well. Who gets the save opportunity? Um, is it going to be Gallegos, Hicks, or um, Reyes, somebody else? Who knows? Matchup-based. I know that the Cardinals have a lot of weapons, so it could be closer by committee. But... Um, it could be could be fascinating to see who what that battle turns out to be and if they make each other better um, for what what is it going to to fuel a competition if you will so again I've said it a lot you guys probably get annoyed by it but I am thrilled super excited with this starting rotation so um, and and the bullpen as well the uh, the pitching staff as a whole Johnny whole staff excited about it super pumped. Can't wait to see what the results are. So we'll finish up with a breakdown of yesterday's game and how ugly it was and then preview of today's game. And I'll also tell you guys about some fun content coming up this week with Jeff Carr and Ethan Smith. Uh, So that's coming up here in just a moment before we finish the show. Been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of its bars. You heard that right, 100% chocolate on all of its bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best. It is Built Bar Madness. We have our flavor, three of our flavor for full, flavorful four with cookies and cream, cookie dough chunk, and mint brownie. And today is to who fills out that final spot. Caramel brownie versus coconut brownie chunk. Oh my goodness, coconut brownie chunk to me is the favorite in this whole thing even though they're in the bottom right side of the bracket. So my vote today is going for Coconut Brownie Chunk. Be sure to head over to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter to vote. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get your 15% off discount at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup, and you will become the best-tasting protein bar. So as we finish up today, i got some content break there, content um, publicity, if you will, a little teaser for you guys, but also 
Uh, we'll let you know today the, the NL East is up on the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. Um, it's up on Locked On MLB. So every episode from now until Wednesday is featuring in-depth looks at each team from every division. Um, it's on the Locked On MLB podcast feed right now. I believe the NL Central is going to be tomorrow. So that's super exciting. Um, follow Locked On MLB on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so again, some content stuff coming up for me, which is super exciting that I'll share in a, in a second. But holy cow, did yesterday get ugly fast? You had Libertor pitch okay, you know, here, here and there, give a couple of runs. I understand that, but Woodford incredible, Hicks incredible. Well, I guess Hicks didn't blow anybody out of the water with a walk and a hit, but a shutout inning, finding the zone a little bit more despite the walks. And then the seventh inning came, and then the eighth inning came. Parsons did not pitch well. Neither did Tyler Webb, and that was that was ugly. And you know that that said, like I mentioned a little bit earlier in the show, that does not—I repeat—that does not have me worried about the uh, about the pitching depth at all. I still think that it can be really good, and I still think that I'm excited about it. Offensively, though, another lackluster performance for most people. Um, no extra base hits, which is not good to see. That, that's been a problem for St. Louis. However, when they got their opportunities with runners in score position, they did seem to capitalize off of it. Three for eight. Also, Austin Dean with a, with a stolen base. I like to see that um, as well. So, lackluster day yesterday. Today, if, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, was a little bit of a late release, but Cardinals and Mets are playing. Um, it's at Jupiter, Florida. It's only on the radio today, which is ridiculous. Um, if you want to hear a rant about that, head over to Locked On Red Sox. I know that we hate the Red Sox, but Gabrielle Starr and I had a conversation about how hard it is to watch baseball and a couple other of, of difficult topics. So head over to Locked On Red Sox. I think it was last Friday that she shared that. So good stuff there. Um, but yeah, Wainwright's last tune-up. I think it'll be interesting to see um, who you know how he performs in his final tune-up before his start on Saturday. That is confirmed. He's starting on Saturday. We'll see if the Cardinals can get ninth wins and finish up their spring nine, ten, and five. I believe is their tie record. So content this week. Um, if you don't haven't downloaded the locker room app, be sure to do that. If you have an iOS device, download the locker room app because Jeff Carr and I are doing a pregame lunch on Wednesday for the game, and then Thursday we are doing a postgame locker room, which will be super exciting. Um, I'm, I'm pumped for that. I think it, it could be really good um, conversation for you guys. So head over to the locker room app. Follow me on the locker room at LJ Fastball. And then um, in terms of um, Wednesday, we have our last division day. Ethan Smith and I are going to break down the rookie of the year battle between Hayes and Carlson and Dog Pirates Cardinals as well. So lots of exciting stuff. Um, in terms of content for games this week, I'm not sure how I'm exactly going to do it, but for the lookout for this year, just so you guys know, is it's still going to be just Monday to Friday, but on weekend games, what I might do if, if it's an exciting game or something like that, I could do like a, a 10 to 15 minute recap um, of the game. So um, just a little quick hitter on what my thoughts on the game instead of a full episode. Um, and then be sure to look out for the full episodes Monday to Friday as well and throw in a couple live episodes here and there too. So super exciting stuff. Um, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, LJ Fastball. Follow the show on Twitter or Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. And until I talk to you next time, have a fantastic rest of your day.